Welcome to Mediated World. I'm Andy Busum. What happens when humans spend hours of their workday engaged with artificial intelligence, rather than other people, to help them do their jobs? Well, there's good news and bad news. That's according to my guest today, Pak Man Tang, an assistant professor at the Terry College of Business in the University of Georgia. In a paper he co-authored, he learned there is the potential for both positive and negative consequences when people spend their days working with AI-based systems. The results of this research should make executives think critically before deploying AI assistance to their workforce, and managers should think about how they might amplify and encourage the positive effects and be transparent around the negative ones. If this sounds like you or you lead teams who spend their days with AI, this episode is worth a listen. So here's my conversation with Professor Tang. Pakman, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate the time to come on and, and share more about your work. So real quick, briefly introduce yourself and, and tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, I'm currently an assistant professor in the Terra College of Business in University of Georgia. So I was, I was born and raised in Hong Kong. And before pursuing my doctoral degree, I, I did spend a few years in different industries, like including investment banking, retail, consultancy, and, and also as a former professional table tennis athlete. So, I mean, like my exposure in all of this different variety of industries did give me a lot of like, room to think about what's going on in the real world. And especially in investment banking, that experience working in, in, in BNP Paribas was really enlightening because it's a really competitive industry and they have been using advanced technologies like AI since 2015. So like look at how laid back other industries are actually compared to investment banking. So actually that was the starting point of me thinking a lot about how AI begins to change fundamentally people, work lives, and daily work activities in organizations. So that's how, that's my experience that inspired me to develop all this phenomenon, different research questions, mostly primarily centering on, you know, human AI interactions in the workplace. Awesome. That That's great. And so I found I found this paper in the Journal of Applied Psychology just a couple of weeks ago, and the headline immediately jumped out to me, which is, No Person is an Island, Unpacking the Work and Afterwork Consequences of Interacting with Artificial Intelligence. And right. I, read, I read the title and immediately said, I need to read this. Um, mm-hmm. it, it sounded very compelling. So congratulations on a compelling title. I guess, uh, give us an overview of the paper. What was the impetus for it? Right. So... The trigger of, of the whole phenomenon of the research motivation is actually based on my observations in the investment bank, where myself, including my coworkers, when we interact with AI systems, like those algorithm software, for example, on a more frequent manner, the more likely that we'll actually react in two ways. On the one hand, people seem to feel like they have a heightened need to connect with others. They want to help others. They want to enact in more pro-social behavior. So that's seemingly the bright side of you know, interacting with AI systems. But at the same time, uh, including myself, my co- colleagues, they conveyed to me that they feel left alone. They feel, uh, they feel lonely. They felt that they be, they've been 
having this illusion of being socially isolated. So that triggers a series of maladaptive behaviors, including those that are not very functional after work, like including having problem falling asleep, as they told me, share with me, and some of them like drink a lot more in happy hour. So we have this happy hour culture every Friday. So those who are sitting next to me, as I've seen them like interacting a lot with a lot of AI systems over the week, they drink a lot more. So that makes me think, okay, there are two sides of the story here. First of all, it might triggers people to enact in some socially compensatory behavior. Like, oh, they feel heightened. They feel the heightened need to connect with others. So they help others. They help coworkers at work. And the, this is more of an adaptive reaction towards that interaction with AI. But at the same time, interaction with AI can be socially isolating. They can deprive people of social connections. So they make people feel lonely. And according to psychologists, the feeling of loneliness is actually can make remains people mentally active after work. So they have the problem of keep thinking about why they are lonely. So they have problem falling asleep at night. And at the same time, people probably, many of us have also experienced this. When people feel lonely, when they feel sad, they want to engage in some behaviors to escape from their reality. So alcohol consumption is one of the most representative behavioral consequences of loneliness. So basically, a high-level takeaway is that interacting with AI can manifest in both good and bad ways and in both at work and after work contexts. Hmm. Yeah, in- incredibly interesting. I'd love to take a step back and mm-hmm. have you explain some of the key terms or okay. frameworks that you build off of within the paper. So we could I think the two main ones that you mention are social affiliation. Mm -hmm. and attachment theory and attachment styles. So I guess help us understand those two two terms. Right. So social affiliation system is a system that has been built over the course of evolution. So because of the survival needs, we, our brain subconsciously register meaningful social interactions. And oftentimes it's being activated when we detect there's a bidirectional communications or interactions. So AI, like ChatGPT, they have the potential to engage in bidirectional interactions. So that trigger this social affiliation system. This is a subconscious process. And once, once being triggered, our brain will subconsciously search for meaningful social signal and feedbacks. Unfortunately, AI system, they are machines, still machines, intelligence machines. So that kind of meaningful social organic exchange is mostly lacking in those kind of interactions. And that activates our humans to respond in two ways. One of their more adaptive ways, they feel the need to affiliate with others further. So that's one of the positive consequences when our social affiliation system is being activated. So at the same time, because our system is activated and we couldn't find those organic feedbacks meaningful bi-directional exchange with AI. So we felt lonely. So that's the maladaptive responses of system being activated, yet we couldn't find any meaningful responses or, or cues in those interactions. So that's how the social affiliation system works in both ways. And, 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 and effect, attachment anxiety is actually the later part of the story. So it's actually that people 
attachment styles is actually individual predisposition or traits that was developed mostly according to psychologists like Simpsons at all. They proposed that developed during your interaction, your experience with your primary caregiver. So people usually they have two types of attachment style. Here I focus on attachment anxiety, which is that people are feeling usually feeling under underestimated their social value. They feel insecure about their social connection. The reason of developing this kind of mental mentality or trait or disposition is because they usually they have been neglected or ignored by the primary caregiver during their younger age. So they develop this tendency of over worrying about their social existence. So people high in attachment anxieties in our study, we hypothesized and found that they're actually more sensitive to the social depriving nature of interacting with AI. So in other words, people with higher level of social anxiety, anxiety attachment anxiety, they, their social affiliation systems actually react more vigorously after interacting with AI. So they, they respond with stronger need to affiliate with other. At the same time, they also feel more lonely. So these other, I hope this explanation is is thorough enough. But like, feel free to ask me to clarify on anything else. No, no, this is it's incredibly helpful, and I think provides good foundational context for understanding the research that you did and 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 the work that you brought brought to bear with it. In terms of the methodology, you went through several studies. And it seemed like there was an iteration process here too. You learned some things in study one and two that caused you to modify some of the some of the methodology with study three and four. I'd love for you to just kind of again high level walk us through the various studies that you did and and what you learned as a result. So I'll I'll, I'll talk about this in a more higher level. So basically, we we conducted field survey study, field experiment, and online simulation studies. These are the three major methodologies that we, our research team and I have used in this in, in testing our hypothesis. So field survey study means basically we, we distribute survey at different time points to capture the frequency, the individual's frequency of using AI system at work, their feeling of loneliness, need to affiliate with others, their helping behavior, and also some after-work behavior. So these are captured by multiple surveys over different point of time. This is a field survey study. So for field experiment, it's basically we have two conditions, like the, the, the manipulation condition and a control group. So we randomize individuals into these two conditions. For the manipulation conditions is where people have to instructed by managers to use AI for three days in a row. And they have to use AI as much as possible to make work decisions. In a control group, they will be instructed by managers to not use AI. And mostly they have to just like, you know, make decisions on their own independently, not using AI. And then afterwards, we look at the differences of their score of, for example, need for affiliation, loneliness, helping, drinking alcohol on, on this across these two conditions and see are there any meaningful differences. So this is the field experiment. So for field survey study and field experiment, we we have done these studies each with a unique organizational sample. Like for example, real estate agents in Indonesia, you know, and also employees in, in Malaysia. So I think it's a consultancy firm if I recall correctly. So so basically 
one thing we want, I also want to bring to everyone's attention, or audience's attention, is that each company they have a very unique AI system or application. So that's that's how the review process unfolds. The re, the review the reviewers and the review team would like to see more evidence to see whether these findings actually are universally applicable or, or can be validated across different types of AI system, different types of jobs. So that's the reason why we conduct this field study and field experiment in this in a couple of different like work contexts. And the last one, the last methodology that we use is online simulation experiment where our research team, we have a very strong technical person in, in our team who developed, helped develop their uh, simulation. A simulation that simulate people using AI to make work decisions. So in our simulation, it's actually a consultancy task. Imagine yourself as a consultancy. Now there's a corporate client who has this lemonade stores across different cities. They have, due to their economic recessions, they have issues with the business. Now you have to provide solutions for them to resolve the business problem. So for the, again, like people are randomized into two conditions because it's an experiment. For the AI condition, like people have a simulated AI assistant to work with them throughout the whole task. Like, for example, how would they would recommend the clients to set the price in this particular region? How they would recommend the client to determine, for example, the color of the lemonade, of the drink, something like that. And for the control group, these participants will basically have to work on this task independently. And the interesting way, the interesting, important thing about this online study is that the audience or the participants actually coming from a variety of industry because we we use online research platform to assess a wide variety of U.S. sample, people coming from more than five to six or even 10 industries. So, mm. so across these three settings with three different kind of like methodologies and with a wide variety of sample, we can see that actually interacting with AIs does have both bright and dark side in terms of people's psychology and behaviors. Hmm. Yeah, that's in- the, very helpful to walk through that methodology. I, I f- feel like it was on the more rigorous side of a lot of the research that I see. And so I really appreciated the fact that your team did spend time with, from a global perspective, not only working with people in Asia, but the US and as well as across different industries and job types. I think that that certainly reinforces the findings and makes it more applicable and it should cause business leaders and managers to really pause and think about the effects of implementing these systems. So mm-hmm. I guess as we sort of maybe transition from methodology to to the to the key findings and the takeaways. I know that you've alluded to it so far in terms of there being the sort of really good outcome and also a potentially really bad outcome. Right. Uh, but I guess just reinforce that, you know, kind of I, I guess sum up for us the key findings of the study, and maybe anything that was unexpected or particularly interesting to you as a, as a result of the work? Yeah, actually, our model has changed twice throughout the review process because, like, you know, it's a very, very, you know, complicated review process. We actually started this project, just some background information. I think it's 2019 or 20, so it's been many years and it, it took us a few rounds to get this published. So as a few rounds of revise and resubmit in journals, 
And we have changed our model a couple of times. So, so that means we have been putting a lot of thoughts into crafting and recrafting this work together with the review team. So I also appreciate their generosity of the time and patience. And so the big takeaway I would say is that at the bright side, interacting with AI because of its socially depriving nature did prompt people to actually be a better citizen at work. Because imagine that if you interact a lot with AI, you feel like, oh, I need to talk to my colleagues in person. And so I want to be, I want to do something to to compensate for that that lack of social connection. So I, I try to and act pro social behavior. So at the surface level, it seems that you know AI is is good for people relationship building, right? Oh, if everyone is doing with interacting with AI, then I may and act in more pro social behavior. I may give up, give my colleagues a, a better helping hand, devote more time to to help them with their work tasks. It seems to be so positive if you look at only look at the the first half of the model. But at the same time, we also have to understand that we are social animals. Humans are social creatures. We actually really treasure spending time with human beings. And and that's a key trigger of why people actually felt more lonely when they interacting more frequently with AI. So these unintended consequences, I would say, have a lot of cause because First of all, they have problems sleep, falling asleep. Secondly, they have a tendency to, to consume alcohol. These two factors actually affects, according to, I, I actually have written some, some, a paragraph or two on this too. Actually, it's, it's some destructive behavior after work. Like, for example, if they have problems falling, falling asleep, they, they may actually, there could be negative spillover back to workplace the other day. They may have, they may be less engaged. They may be less motivated to 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 complete their work tasks. So, you know, there's a there could be a negative spiral actually bounce back to work their subsequent work performance. And similarly, when they consume more alcohol at work, they may have there are higher chance for them to misbehave after work. And that may affect their relationship with their spouse, family members, and also that will make their family lives less satisfactory. And research has suggested that when people feel unhappy at home, they will be less of a good employee or citizen at work. So the key takeaway is really, really managers have to think of ways to amplify the the good consequences, the good results, outcomes of interacting with AI, which is eliciting more helping behavior, but mitigating, reducing the negative consequences, the maladaptive responses, which is loneliness. So here we did in our paper, we did not because this is a very pioneering initial step to examine the two reactions, both positive and negative, of interactive AI. So we didn't really unpack what would be the factors that may mitigate the loneliness path. But there are some recent findings and studies that suggested that actually the starting point to to reduce people's loneliness after using AI or robotics is actually start with the design of the features. For example, can potentially add some human features to AI, making them look more alike to human, add some social features like a facial expression, that kind of things may, these tiny features or changes may actually go a long way to, to improve 
and to re- to improve the people acceptance of AI and reduce the negative consequences. I hope this mm. is a, a comprehensive answer to your question. It's a really long one. Sorry for that. No, it's 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 wonderful and, and certainly is an answer. And I think the thing that I'll, I'll kind of pull back to is attachment theory and your comments around how individuals are predisposed. Perhaps it's a combination of genetic and environmental early on in life to tend towards one, one or the other path, you know, to engage in pro-social or these more maladaptive behaviors. And so I I think that the other takeaway for me was as a, as a, you know, I'm not personally a manager, but I would think for managers to sort of understand their employees and Mm -hmm. understand Mm -hmm. them well enough to be able to judge and discern and even have open and transparent conversations with them about the effects of interacting with AI systems and be able to manage that. I I think that just having that open dialogue with managers would go a long way. Right, right, exactly. I think that is exactly, so it's a little bit beyond the scope of this current research, but I have another one published in Academy of Management Journal. We actually suggested that conscientious employee, which is, you know, individuals that are diligent, organized, actually they have problems working with AI. So, so I mean, that means managers or senior management have to make sure you know the profile of your employees really well because that will really affect the physical work arrangement or work design of their contemporary workplace. Hmm. Yeah, it's fascinating. So where... Where are you focused today? What's what's pulling your attention? Because I, I know that this field of AI, generative AI, is, you know, perhaps we're in a bit of a hype cycle, but I think some of it is legitimate. I'm curious to know from your perspective, what's sort of pulling your attention? Where are you focused? What sort of lines of research thought do you have in your mind at the moment? Right. So I'm actually so I think in the discipline of psychology or even organizational behavior or even a lot of business journals. At this point, we know a lot about how AI affects people. So we know how AI affects people psychologically, behaviorally, and of course, across different kind of like indicators, performance outcomes. So I think moving forward, we have to take a step back to look at this phenomenon in a different angle, with a different angle. So what I've been doing recently is look at Actually, now we know what AI affects individuals, but there's a backward kind of thing I think we want to focus more on. It's like, what makes people trust AI at the first place? Because like now we know how AI affects individuals. Okay, but, but the starting point is actually maybe the more important question to address is what makes people trust AI? And, and, and so that, we, that, that some of my current research, ongoing research is unpacking their antecedents or the causes of people trust and acceptance of AI. And, and that could range from some of the factors that I've mentioned, like simply the design, the physical design of their technologies of, of AI will, will, will have some profound implications on whether people trust and use AI. And perhaps when people trust and use AI, there will be less negative consequences like Loneliness. So I think now this is my focus, current focus. I, I, I've already published a few papers on how AI affects individuals psychologically and behavior. So behaviorally. So moving forward, I think it, it will it will want some attention to look at what are the factors that triggers can cultivate people's trust on, on, on these intelligence technologies. 
Brilliant. I'll, I'll look forward to reading that as as it comes out. I'm sure I'm sure it will take a little bit of time, but we'll we'll definitely keep our eyes peeled for it. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to add to to the discussion here? I, I certainly feel like I've I've taken a, a lot more away just by having the conversation with you than than merely yeah. reading the paper. So I really appreciate you taking the time and kind of walking through it and also just having a, a more layman's conversation about it. So, but any, any final words from you or any final thoughts? I, I, I would say like this field is evolving very quickly. As I, as I told a news reporter the other day, that AI system is changing really quickly, rapidly. Like maybe every other week, there will be new updates on this technology. So I think as professional professionals working in industries like practitioners like managers whatever role that you are working in whatever industries even in retail right banking or consultancy or, or even in whatever industries that you're working in and as well as us like academic researchers we really, really need to have a really strong learning motivation I, i'm i'm reading wall street journals every day media articles I have a business just to know more about is there anything that I need to know about the changes in AI. So I think us as a general public and researchers, we really want to keep up with the latest update and news about technologies, AI technologies. Yeah. Absolutely. I, 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 can't, I can't keep up myself. So I'm, I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm running as fast as I can every day just to keep, keep track of all of the, the new thoughts and advancements that are coming out. So I'm right there with you. Pogman, thank you so much for your time and your contribution to the field. And I look forward to seeing more from you in the future. Okay. I hope to talk to you again very soon. Take care. Mediated World is a podcast about the ways technology and AI mediate our lives and our connection to other humans. If you like today's conversation, subscribe and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks to Pac Man Tang for his time today and to Eggy Toast for the music in this episode. Until next time. <laughs>